Blue Kool-Aid Drinkers! We are back, baby. We are back. Uh, it is mid-July, recording this on July 18th. It's been a few weeks. We've taken a break. There hasn't been much news to talk about, but training camp is going to heat up starting next week. So we are coming on the pod here to preview training camp 2023 for this Detroit Lions Super Bowl season. So let's before we get into it, let's get to the Blue Kool-Aid crew that is here. We've got UJ. Hello, Lions fans. And Rudd Dog. Yo. And I am Big Z. And then you also, we also have our producer Kid J here as well. So he may or may not chime okay. in at, at times. Uh, but nonetheless, we are here to discuss the training camp 2023 uh, for this extremely, extremely, it might be the most important training camp in Detroit Lions history because this is going to be the most important Detroit Lions season in history. Would you guys agree? Yes. Hmm. I agree. Dog, you're, I, you're thinking about it. I don't know. I mean, it sounds, I mean, yes. Yes. Let's just go with yes. It's pivotal because this is a Lions team that we think will win the Super Bowl. Yeah, Not but can I, will. I guess I I'll tell you where I got hung up is just because I think we're gonna be so good going forward that like after this it's just like they'll be routine. So <laughs> anyway, go on. Don't quite follow, but okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, don't worry about it. Uh, have you guys too. had a good few weeks uh, off near? Yeah, enjoying the summer. Yeah. No, it's been miserable. Why? Like well, the Lions news is listening to everyone do what we're about to do. <laughs> like, or just like right. every asinine topic, like every single little just like played out theory. Or yeah, it is what it is this good. time of year, you know? Yeah, you know it's what the painful. big the big news today was, you know. Did you catch it? What what someone well, thought you know, of a trade uh, scenario? Montgomery was running with one of those bungee straps, you know? And uh, oh, that was a couple of days and ago. And it pulled yeah, him yeah. back and it shot him backwards and Ali McMeal sent a Twitter with a laughing emoji. <laughs> that's the news. It's one of those stretch rubber bands attached to a tire. It's one of those stretch rubber bands that like creates resistance, one of those resistance bands. And then he tried to get out of it, and he couldn't get out of it. It snapped back. And when somebody sent me that video, I thought it was like he got injured or something like that. Thank God he didn't. <laughs> and it just ended up being really funny. But yeah, my, my point sucks. was that the, that's the biggest news of the day. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're <laughs> jumping for some I Lions news. You know what I mean? Should we try to recreate that like we recreated Ty Johnson's workout uh, in the parking <laughs> yeah. lot when he was pulling a car? Except yeah, this time we'll yeah, try to yeah. get snapped back by a resistance band. <laughs> <laughs> that one we might all be able to do. Um, <laughs> so No band anyways. can hold me. Um, yeah, so training camp 2023. There's a lot to talk about. Um so just really quick, th so we're again recording this on July 18th. The rookies are reporting the training camp tomorrow on July 19th when this Ooh. pod is most yeah, likely released, and then the veterans and the whole team will be together July 22nd. They're actually one of the first teams to get together. Um, and then you know training camp, no hard knocks this year. Uh, did you see that hard knocks just got announced and they're it's going to be the Jets and the Jets are like gonna. <laughs> They don't want it part of it, honestly. They're like, you can film the wives, basically. Like, don't come into the facility and film anything. They're not going to show anybody getting cut. Not going to show ruined any everything. sort of meetings. Oh, uh, wow. The Lions yeah. ruined every everyone after this because right. you know, everyone just wants more Lions now. Oh, absolutely. I think 
HBO would have been happy. I, I, I thought that there was rumors out there that the Lions were willing to entertain another hard knock season, but or they were asked. I think to they or quickly something. shot those rumors down. Yeah, I don't. You don't want to do it, especially twice in a row. Um, oh but, God! As a fan, though, I wouldn't care. I, wanted, <laughs> I would love every second of it, and I don't. I don't think. It what do you think? Hard knocks bad. affected their early season struggles last year. Uh, they got off to a slow start. Then maybe post hard knocks. Uh, no, wave, I think that team they just started no. to pick up the wins in the second half of the season. The team just needed right. to grow. I don't they think so. that's a theory. You know, stuff. theory. Just a theory. They needed to learn um, that it was the secondary's coach that was sabotaging the entire team. <laughs> All right, so. and you and you know, just a couple of days ago, uh, the Lions finally signed all their draft class. Uh, Jair yeah. Gibbs is the last one to get signed, and it's very interesting. Uh, the Lions gave David Montgomery three eight for eighteen six million a year, uh, and the running back market is awful right now. That's actually probably near the higher end of what teams are going to offer. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw. I mean, it has an effect on the line, of course, for Gibbs and stuff, but. Um, Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs, they're trying to hold out. And yeah. they uh, it remains to be seen if they're going to show up to tr- their trading camps. But very interesting that these running backs uh, are not getting the money that was once paid out to running backs. The running back position in the NFL is extremely, extremely devalued. Basically, teams want to say, we're going to draft a rookie running back, play them you know, all four years of that contract, get that fifth year uh, if it's a first round running back, if not franchise him for a year and then say hey, goodbye. We're going to get we're just going to rinse and repeat, get another rookie running back, run him into the ground. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's kind of young weird. legs. It's tough. The passing league has really had that effect. Like uh, receivers have become the like super valuable commodities like. Yeah, which but makes Jameer run. Gibbs so valuable maybe compared to the normal running back because what the Lions have reportedly oh, yeah. been doing with him, he's very excited about moving him out in the slot, making him almost like a fourth wide receiver slash uh, change of pace guy from the backfield. Jameer is unique. He's going to be a home run threat everywhere from every point of the field. That's oof. Can't yeah, we'll, we'll get to him in a moment, but let's dive. So in this episode, we're going to be doing the top five things we're – looking uh for in this training camp at least to start with here uh throughout training camp we'll have episodes and react to what we're hearing uh and what we're reading about because i i don't think uh any of us are able to attend training camp i haven't confirmed that with bob or connor but i don't think they will be either so we only go by what is being reported until we can see the games on tv but anyways uh i want to dive into this first one here it's one of the big questions for the first six weeks of the season. And you might guess what I'm talking about already. It's who is going to step up in Jamison Williams' place as the number two wide receiver in this offense. You would presume that Jamison Williams is wide receiver two, if not wide receiver one, because Amon Ra plays the slot. He's technically our number one wide receiver by stats, but he doesn't play like that number one wide receiver role on the team like typically that's for the outside guy um Laman Ra obviously lines up in the slot but anyways UJ I want to throw this over to you first who do you think is going to step up in that number two role is it Marvin Jones is it Khalif Raymond a whole host of people what your thoughts well I think it's kind of a host but uh I think uh Reynolds is gonna have a chance to step up here he, he's the guy with the speed and uh, I think Jones, yeah, I think he'll be a factor too. They're gonna have the, it's gonna be interesting because they don't have the real home run threat, and 
until we get Williams back. But uh, I think we have enough talent out there that we can cover it for a while. And uh, but I, th- I think Reynolds is going to see some uh, some nice targets in this one. I think uh, just his uh, his speed and stuff, he's going to give us that uh, deep threat. So you're not really taking his place per se, but because uh, you can't really replace what he brings. But uh, I, I I see Reynolds is stepping up in this role here, number two. Hmm. Reynolds, uh, Red Dog, do you agree? I mean, it's interesting that we talk about replacing Williams, who's never actually been placed. Yeah, uh, 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 you know, it's like he's never been our number one receiver. More like uh, he's replacing Chark, really. He's yeah. I mean, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, we were we, we were kind of. Re- I don't. I don't know if he was guaranteed to fill right into Chark's spot or where they were necessarily going to use him with his unique speed and stuff. But I think UJ's kind of right, Reynolds. We'll we'll play the role of like the number one receiver, even though Amon Ra will be like our true top receiver, and uh, you know then you got Cleef Raymond who is no slouch, uh, you know they'll be like the top three obviously, and then uh, you know was, you got I was thinking Marvin Jones would be be the guy uh, taking that more of that role. How's oh, his yeah, speed though compared to Reynolds? I mean, he, he's still got some pretty good speed, Jones, but he, he I don't know if he's be that the burner. Fourth, but yeah, we. I mean, he's not going to be the burner. I mean, if you're just talking about he's never been speed the replacement, it's obvious that's going to come from Jameer Gibbs. Um, he's the fastest, you know, player on is the that team. Obvious, though? That's a very different re- what receiver. Uh, Gibbs is probably going to. I would imagine play more out of the. The slots. Uh, yeah, not, but he not can run a go route with Williams his speed was. as good as he's faster than all our receivers. So why can't he run the go routes faster? You know what I mean? I don't, I don't see why he can't be our vertical threat in that regard. In terms of just taking the top off, he's going to be our fastest target for golf. And but like I mean, I also think you know you can't no don't sleep on Laporta. You know like so, so like to answer the question in two ways, like directly, I think. I'm with UJ. It's Reynolds, but really, it's an overall. It's going to be a group effort, and that's the great thing. This team is just loaded with different ways, different weapons between Montgomery and Gibbs, because Montgomery's no slouch as a receiver. But then Laporta in that tight end room, uh, you know, maybe we won't have. I mean, but like, I don't think Gibbs is that much slower than Williams, so I think he will bring that speed element, but. Maybe we won't have, you know, Jameson's speed, but we're going to have plenty of options to cover down for him. Okay. Uh, what about you, Z? Yeah, what about you, Z? Well, like I said, I think Marvin Jones is going to take more of that outside receiver uh, that Jameson Williams was going to play in this offense. I'm not sure if Laporta factors in, regardless of Williams is there or not. Like, we're talking about who's going to replace the production of who Jameson... If Jameson Williams is thrown in the first six weeks... Who is now going to take that production uh, from the position that he's going to play? I think Khalif Raymond. Uh, we saw a lot out of him the second half of the season last year. I would look. You, you talk about speed. Well, Khalif Raymond's got the speed. Are you asking who's going to take production or the position? Because that's two different things. Because I think his production is going to be divided amongst everyone. And that's right. why I like. But that's the offense. Laporta comes in. What? It, it who it, Who is going to take. Jameson Williams spot in this offense for the first six weeks like that, that well that's, that's hard. I think that's just hard to answer directly because I don't think we have a one-for-one replacement of his skill set obviously and so like 
I don't know if anyone's going to have the playbook he would have had. You know, I think our playbook's going to be different for whoever else is out there. Like, if it's Marvin Jones, it's not going to be like he's replacing the, the exact thing that Jameson was going to do. He'll do things, some of it, but he won't be able to replace everything that Jameson was going to do. So, I mean, yeah, I think you're right. Like, Marvison, <laughs> Marvin Jones is going to be one of those top guys to, you know, cover down along with Reynolds, Raymond, and St. Brown. Yeah, I, so I, I think it's Marvin Jones and uh, Khalif Raymond. Those two guys are going to take that over. And then I think when Jameson Williams comes hmm. back, Jameson Williams comes back. It's going to be, unfortunately, I think it's going to be slowly integrated again because he's joining in the middle of the season. He's going to be away from the team for six weeks. He's able to join for training camp, which is great. But he's away for six weeks during the season, which is brutal. Such an important I don't think season. it'll be at nearly as slow. And and, like and another thing, Z, I, I think Marvin Jones is really good, but I don't know. I don't sleep on Reynolds. I think he's a little younger, a little fresher, might be, I'll be right. able to do a little more than Marvin. Yeah, and him and Goff have good uh, chemistry. So you guys True. might be right there. Um, yeah. uh, so it, it should be really fascinating to see how they use uh, these wide receivers yeah. uh, without Jamison Williams out. It's going to be by committee. I would committee, imagine though, we don't I'm see. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely going to be by committee. But if anybody could do it, this this Lions offense, they operate like they did last year. Um, like you mentioned, Red Dog, the ball gets spread around a lot. There's a lot of love for everybody in this yeah. offense, and it's only more dynamic with the additions um, from this offseason. And I want it. That's what, and I want to jump into number two here on my list is. And you were mentioning Jameer Gibbs. We mentioned him a few times. Let's talk about him again, but mm -hmm. also all the other Lions rookies that we have. We're How are these Lions rookies going to fit into the scheme on both sides of the ball? And since we were talking about the offense, let's stay there for a moment. We, we've we talked a lot about Jameer Gibbs, uh, especially you, Red Dog. UJ, did you want to add anything about Jameer Gibbs that you're looking for um, in training camp here specifically? Uh, I'm just excited to see this kid <laughs> become part of this offense. I think uh, uh, Ben Johnson is just just in the game, the things they can do with this guy. So I, that's all. I, mean, I I don't doubt his talent one bit. I, I can't wait to see him breaking the open field a few times against a real competition. He's just going to be an exciting player to watch. Uh, I, I don't know if we've had a guy this exciting in a while. Uh, Swift was supposed to be that guy, and he was on, on occasion. Unfortunately, you know, he couldn't stay healthy. But I think this kid – is the real deal. And, uh, yeah, I, I think he's going to fit in just fine. I don't think I have any problems mm -hmm. and it's just, it's just going to be fun to watch him. And I, I can't wait to see him get going here. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the first time we'll really get to see his speed is probably against the two opponents that they have joint practices with, which is the giants and the Jaguars, but that's not till yeah. early August, August 8th and 16th. <laughs> As for camp, I think, I mean, besides just kind of getting his assignments down, I think the key thing is just get through healthy, Jameer. Just stay healthy. <laughs> yes, everybody, please stay healthy. The yeah. offensive lineman, wear mittens, whatever you got to do. Do not break a finger this offseason. Well, yes, yes. I'm just saying for him, like, you know, yeah, maybe I'd like to hear a few, like, uh, blurbs about him torching, you know, the defense here and there. But, like, other than that, like, I don't need to, like, hear him tearing apart practice. I th I, I'm confident in his skill set. He just needs to get to the season to put it to, 
you know, work. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, Tight end, uh, Sam Laporta. We've heard a lot of positive things so far. Yes. Do you think yep. that's going to continue here in training camp? We're going to hear more yep. and more positive things. We've heard about the some drops a little bit. Do you think that's going to persist? Or nope. you never know. Because uh, he did have a slight dropping problem in college, but he was also targeted a bunch in a terrible offense. Um, he was like one of the few capable offensive players in one of the worst offenses. I think our tight end room is going to be freaking stellar this year. I mean, we got Wright and uh, and Laporta Mitchell. and Mitchell. Those three guys who I think are right. going to be the three guys we, we keep. Uh, Zilstra, I think it might be odd man. Don't out sleep on one, Zilstra, though. I know he's he he's good. I like the kid, but I just don't know if he'll he'll if if they only keep three. He's got to be the odd man out, I would think. But you never know. Yeah. But uh, our tight end room is is going to be very capable this year. Very capable. And the Laporta is pretty exciting. I mean, early indications are in camp in that first rookie camp and stuff, and he, he tore it up pretty good. So uh, only good things to come, man. So, yeah, I can't yeah, be excited I think about just, these guys. <laughs> he's just going to keep going, I think. He's, what is he going to add to this offense that, that we didn't have last year? Well, I mean, I don't know if we had like that true dual threat tight end. Like, I mean, I know we used him right, but like, uh, I mean, he's going to be able to not like he, we could use him on screens where, you know, you can expect him to make a couple guys miss. Like he's like a running yes. back. That's what I was going for. Like, yeah. He, yeah. No, you're right. See, do things. He, he's he, the speed he has and the ability to run patterns. You know, Brock Wright is, is well behind him in that category, but you know, he's just a great route runner. And his speed and ability to break tackles. This this kid's going to bring another dimension for sure. Yes, I think there's two things. I think you're going to get more out of the screen game with him. Um, and a number two is over the middle, like that five to ten yard range. I think he could be a much more reliable third down presence for this offense too. And I'm really excited to see that because our tight ends, uh, you know, besides on the goal line, they weren't really presence over the middle in this offense last year. And I think he's going to add that extra dimension to it. Mm. I also don't don't sleep on his uh, contribution in blocking. I think they're going to use his athletic ability to, in combination with Gibbs' speed, to like do some downfield blocking concepts and things because he's very he's so athletic and like that was like the, he can his target tracking and stuff is supposed yeah. to be really excellent. Like I just I think you know he could unlock some stuff with his blocking ability. The way he's Red Dog, our, our our listeners are not going to be able to sleep at all all training camp. They're you tell them to don't sleep on uh, the every player in this roster so far. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, well, yeah, I guess. Uh, you so know, they're they're going to get some of those Red Bulls or uh, those Prime <laughs> drinks that I've heard uh, have a lot of caffeine in it, right? And the Logan Paul ones or whatever. Anyways, anyways, uh, what? Uh, it's okay to sleep on <laughs> the ground. <laughs> there you go. Um, Jack Campbell, I want to talk about oh, yeah. him, uh, oh, yeah. but I want both of you to talk about him first. Uh, let's go to UJ. Jack Campbell, how is he going to fit into this defense, uh, and what are you looking for? And I'm out of training camp. Have that? What do you like? Because it's it's tough for a rookie, right? A linebacker. Of course it is. It's, it's tough, but this kid has every tool, man. And they're gonna eventually they're gonna put the the best guys on the field, and uh. It's going to kind of suck. You know, it's amazing. We go from one year where we were crying that our linebacker room wasn't that great. 
Then all of a sudden we get we draft Campbell. We get Anzalone back, who was playing his best football at the end of last year. Uh, by all accounts, Barnes has stepped up his game. Uh, and then you got Rodrigo. I mean, we got four capable guys right now. It's going to be a really interesting battle in camp. Uh, but I, I don't see keeping Campbell out the field very long. His his skill set is just ridiculous. It's off the charts, and uh, he's going to be a huge part of this defense for years to come. Uh, so if he doesn't start right away, that's possible. Although I think it's more probably he does start, but it won't be long before he's on the yep. field a lot. And uh, mm-hmm. I think you'll see more Rodrigo and uh, Barnes, uh, you know, rotationally working their way in the game because I mean. We only keep two linebackers on the field ninety percent of the time, so uh, right. You know, it's it's and it's going to be Anzalone and Campbell. I I don't see how it can't be uh, at this point. And now we have depth yeah. at the position, which is unheard of in uh, yeah a long time in Detroit. How about <laughs> it? Um, I mean, I'm going to tell you what I I think I'm looking for at least. I just want to see reports that Jack Campbell um, is able to start. Calling the defense, basically, I, I, you, I want him to start learning how to be the captain of this defense, uh, be be able to make the adjustments, call him out on the field, learn the defense by all reporting from the draft. All, all the draft experts say this guy is like one of the smartest linebackers you'll ever meet. Uh, it stood out in the interviews with them, too. He's bit, he's basically teaching them, <laughs> you know, some defensive concepts in the room in his interviews. Uh, Rudd Dog, I don't know if you feel the same way. Oh yeah, I mean, I don't need him to be the the leader this year. That's the nice thing about having Anzalone back. Like, yeah, it'd be cool to see him, you know, show growth there. I expect. Yeah, I agree. Like, he's I agree. Gonna, he's gonna come up by uh, working his way as the like the captain of the second team, basically. Um, that's my guess. They're gonna they're not gonna just anoint him, and he's gonna be like the yep. you know one the Mike of the twos type thing, and they'll give him a chance to like learn to lead the defense uh, yes but- exactly that, that that's what i'm saying i like we know anzalone is a captain of this defense um in a lot of ways uh, at least calling out the plays and stuff um he's got the green dot but uh i i want to see him like training camp is where it's his time to start learning because i mean their injuries happen in nfl anzalone can likely go down anytime Sure. If that happens, Jack Campbell's going to need to understand how to call those. De- I would imagine he's the one that steps up. Maybe it's a safety, um, but one of our safeties. Oh, no, I think you're right. He's going to. like. In fact, like, yeah. another thing is I expect, like, an article or two of him, like, like just getting this, like, like how people seem to, like, give him deference. I imagine – I wouldn't be surprised if – like, here's a hot take. Jack Campbell, captain, year one. Um. I think he's just the kind of guy, if there was someone who can come in and take leadership role over, he has that kind of like like leader of men of men type vibes about him. Uh, just his true humility and like he's a monstrous dude, super athletic. I mean, just so gifted, yet so humble, so dedicated. I would not be surprised if he's getting leadership promotion early. Absolutely. Um, let's go to your other guy, Brian Branch on the defensive oh, side of the gosh. ball, Rudd Dog. Uh, <laughs> where do you see him fitting into this defense? Everywhere. Out of him? I mean, we've talked about that, I guess. What do you want to see out of him um, during training camp here? Like, like when you see the training, report, what do you want to read? Everywhere. Like, he's being used at linebacker, safety, cornerback, 
Nickelback, like, and just that he's he's he seems to be catching on and being able to execute it because. I, if he's able to execute the concepts, because like the only thing like that seems to be why he fell to us is because maybe he ran a somewhat pedestrian forty time or something. I I still don't really understand. It still seems asinine yeah. that we got him in the middle of the second round, um, just because of how good he was in college. But if he can just show that he can execute the concepts in camp and you know get to the points and doesn't look deficient physically, then. Like this kid's gonna be a star. He's gonna be an absolute stud in the league, <laughs> and I fully expect him to show that. Yeah, yeah. I, I see him playing more of the nickel role. Uh, I don't see him playing a lot of corner. To be honest with you, but switch between nickel and safety. Agreed. And, uh, I, but I think he's gonna see the field a lot. Uh, and you know they're gonna rotate a lot of backs in and out. Uh, but our secondary is just freaking loaded with talent this year. It's it's to be really interesting how. Uh, how they work these guys in together uh, is going to be a real, it's probably going to be a real challenge uh, having this kind of talent out there, trying to put it on the field at the same time and get them to gel together. You know, I mean, just cause I did hear you, Jay, he was training linebacker already. Yeah. Doing linebacker concepts. He could be like our third down linebacker. He could, he's a pass rusher too. He did it in college. He he can do a lot of different things. So, yeah, yeah, super versatile. Let we want to see that versatility during training camp, dude. Don't 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 just lock him into one spot, which I don't think the the Lions don't really do that anyway. No, um, they don't. It's not what their <laughs> philosophy is on the defensive side of the ball. Um, but I want to see also, uh, like we have a lot of one year contracts, like a guy like CJ Gardner Johnson, for instance, who also plays around a little bit, cornerback or safety at times. Uh, can he? Uh, I, it's kind of like a season-long thing, too, but can Brian yeah. Brand be the guy that replaces the C.J. Gardner-Johnson role uh, in the future? I mean, because he's only on one-year contract. Brian Brandt's obviously rookie contract, longer term. Um, but having a guy like C.J. Gardner-Johnson there teach him, even for his first year, his rookie year, is massive. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's huge. I want to see that grow. That's huge. Well, since we're on secondary and safety, it's like, Seeing Tracy Walker get back out there, definitely want to see that this camp. Yeah, I'm curious to yes, see how was, he'll be uh, after being off for so long. But uh, that was one of my items here. Tracy Walker, uh, obviously torn Achilles, uh, classic injury for the Lions. Uh, <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, yeah, I mean, do we do we think he can get back to where he was before, uh, which was. Pretty good. Uh, do we think he can ascend to the elite level, or do what? What's the floor for him that we think? I guess like oh, the floor. Huh. How long of a leash do we give him? Like I, I don't know. It's such a weird injury. Yeah, it uh, is. it's tough. To, like well, Akuda just never got back to where he was, which is you know up and down. I mean, but I don't know. It's all over. You got camp right, like. You know, like I don't like what leash, like he's got to make this team still. Fair, um, you fair. know, he's got he's we got talent yeah. to where we don't we're not in need of him with between Kirby Joseph and Gardner and and Branch and everyone. But like, I mean, 
Yeah, like luckily he has the whole camp, so that's a good thing. We can get a full good look at him and assess where he's truly at. But like, I mean, the floor is obviously you know he just never recovers to be the player he ever was and and fizzles out of the league here. But like, I mean, you never know. Like, why I don't see any reason why he couldn't get back to where he was, if not you know better. One thing's for sure: that kid has to be just like have visioning this all so for so long because it's since that first freaking game last year against philly like and he makes that pick and like and like he looks like he's about to have a great season as a captain for this team and like he goes down like that like i gotta imagine his like mindset is just so driven to get back and especially like now with how far the team has come since then i i i expect him to come back i i expect him to be at the very least a rotational contributor, if not the starter he was before. Definitely. UJ, do you think Tracy Walker can uh, get the starting role back to this training camp? Yeah, I, I think his big biggest issue is going to be his confidence. You know, he hasn't played in, in, in a while. Is he confident with the injury? And uh, <clears throat> and now with these other guys who come in now, especially CJ Gardner Johnson, and just the level of cockiness of these guys now is off the charts now. Jerry Jacobs is spouting out stuff now and like mm. <laughs> about this team's going all the way you're, but you just these stories I love it these I, I, I do too but you know and that's one position on the field that these guys have to be the cockiest motherfuckers out there on the field and oh, and yeah. they have to because it's just the nature of their position they have to believe every single play because they're not gonna they're not gonna win every play they're gonna get burned occasionally you know, but but they still have to have that mm-hmm. level of confidence that's off the charts and, uh, You're gonna love CJ Gardner Johnson, though. Oh, I know, man, uh, and cockiest of all of them. But I think that's gonna rub <laughs> off on all these guys, Kirby Joseph and Jacobs. And all, I'm telling you, they're all gonna be. It's gonna be a really absolutely. fun secondary to watch the, this year. They're gonna absolutely. They're gonna the mix. The mix is nice too, UJ. Like, because like you get that cocky swag, but then you also have that like perhaps who might quietly turn out to be the guy who's like the best on our entire secondary in Cam Sutton. Who's got that more quiet confidence? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like this, I think I, I really think like this kid could be legit. Like they're projecting him as a legit number one, and he's performed that way already. And with the Steelers, like I'm so excited to see what he brings to this team. Yeah, they're paying him like not, it, that's for sure. Yep. <laughs> what they're paying they're him like? Paying him like a number one cornerback. So. Well, yeah, I mean, like not just a number one, but like a, a an elite number one. I guess is more my point. Like I think this kid, he's gonna be a real difference maker for us, and like a true shutdown, if not a true shutdown, like just a gamer, just a true number one. And that's going to be exciting. But like, I mean, that quiet confidence from him combined with that more outward swag of Gardner Johnson. And like this group is just, oh, they've got like a real nice balance of just abundance of talent. And we're not even like talking about like all these like raw talent that we have coming out like this kid from was it baylor or something or fau or something um or who, who's the the Who speed to? demon we just got oh, like, uh, undrafted free agency uh big fast kid undrafted. we still got iffy to consider you know like iffy i know he's got to prove a lot but like i wouldn't put it you know you never know with his size and speed and development we right. really turn into something like there's a ton of competition in this defensive backs room. Absolutely. And that kind of goes in my next number three is um, 
along with the defensive backs, just this Detroit Lions defense has got off to an, a historically horrendous start last year. If they do that again this year, it might be more of the same. The Lions trying to outscore their opponent by scoring 40 points, and if they don't, they're going to lose. And even when they score 40 points, they still might lose like they did the yeah. Seahawks. <laughs> oh, 45-42. If they won that game, they would have been in the playoffs. But anyways, yeah. we digress. Um, <laughs> will Aaron Glenn rise to the challenge uh, this offseason? Like, what do you want to see from this training camp that Aaron Glenn is on the path to success to start this season and not like get a mid, you know, finally adjust mid season. But uh, hey, this, oh. that goes to a question though. Uh, you know, Aaron Glenn is, is overall getting most of the credit and everything, but that season turned around last year after Campbell stuck, stuck his nose in and fired the defensive backs coach and did something or said something or something fundamentally changed after that event. And the defense suddenly got good. How does it happen? You know, I, I don't even know. It's just, it's just weird. And suddenly they got pretty good. And uh, now I want to give Aaron Glenn a lot of, uh, Glenn a lot of credit here. He, I mean, he's doing a great job with these guys. But uh, I no, I don't think they'll get off to a slow start this year. It'll not happen. And Campbell will not let it happen. No. I mean, yeah, they may have a, a rough game or two trying to adjust things, but they will solve it quickly, not unlike last time. And, and now they got the talent to do it. Uh, there's no excuse anymore. So I want a dozen sacks in each preseason game from our defense, or else Aaron Glenn should be fired before the season even starts. Z, that's what I need to see. I want to hear that the <laughs> that the Lions offense, because that's who they practice against. Mostly. Yeah. Um, but also during training camp, like in, in these joint practices, I want to hear that we're shutting down the run. That was a, the biggest problem that we had last year. It Ooh. led to yeah bad coverage because they had to play more in the box to stop the run because they weren't able to. Yeah. Um, so I want to hear that they are truly focusing on stopping the run first. Because uh, even in this past happy league, if you don't stop the run first, you're you're done for. <laughs> we saw yeah. it last year. This is true. And I want to make sure that. That's what I want to see from Aaron Glenn in terms of, you know, is he going to be ready for the start of the season? Has he made the adjustments? Like, it's go time. Stop the run right away. Uh, you got the Giants, and well, I don't know if Saquon Barkley is going to be there for those joint practices, but that's a great team to go against uh, to test out that. Yeah. The Jaguars aren't too bad themselves, a playoff team from last year. So, right. The good thing if you hear those articles too, Z, is it'll be the best O line we go against will be our own. So, you know, you, if you're here, you, that's where you hope it's good to hear it there. You know, it's actually worth something anyway if you hear that. Definitely. But then, uh, <laughs> you know, I was going to, I thought about that and I was like, yeah, no, because like if you hear that, then like you're like, oh, is the offensive I line know, right? Not doing good. <laughs> What's going on with their offensive line? <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah. Aaron Glenn, uh, a guy that even some members of this podcast, Connor, <clears throat> uh, excuse me, uh, was asking to be fired after week six um, and then to change the tune by the end of the season. Uh, anyways, uh, to be fair, who could know it was the defensive backs coach who was really well and Hawkinson that were behind it all along. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I don't know if many outsiders could have put their thumb on that issue. Right. Um, so yes, uh, and I want to get to my number four going outside of the offense and the defense, I, I guess it's offense, right? Kickers? Special teams. And with special teams, I want to know 
Who's going to win the kicking battle for this team? We don't talk about the kicker enough sometimes on these podcasts and such, but it's obviously an extremely important position, and nobody has really won the battle. We have Michael Badgley, who was our kicker last year and who was hurt so far all training camp. And by being hurt, he's the front runner <laughs> because <laughs> Riley Patterson and John Riley Patterson, who was formerly in the Lions and the Jaguars kicker back in the Lions this year, uh, trying to get the spot. The problem with Riley Patterson, super accurate from within 50 yards, does not have a long leg at all. 53 is maybe his max. And in your miss league, that's not great. And then John Parker Romo, who can boot it from 60 easily, but not as accurate. Also an X, uh, XFL kicker. Um, and then Michael Badgley, who we had last year. I'm going to go with Michael Badgley, uh, but I just want to see someone take over this competition because it's uh. bugging the hell out of me that nobody's really owned it yet. I heard an interesting idea. Who was it? Like I think it was not not Robbie Gold. Yeah, it was Robbie Gold they were talking about. Or Robbie Gold was talking about like coming back to end his career, to get mm. back in the game for a little bit longer. Like... What if we end up not none of them make the roster and we go with Robbie Gold? Or yeah, I don't think so. Wouldn't surprise me if they. If, I mean, a couple of weeks into this, uh, even three weeks in, hell, four weeks. Like, if nobody is owning this position, no one's dominating it in camp. I'm all for it, especially Robbie Gold, who I would imagine still has enough leg in him. Uh, I mean, seriously, he, he the guy and the guy like that who did it so at uh, such a high level for so long, a little recharged. Yeah, absolutely. So, Red Dog, your prediction is that none of these guys end up being the kicker. I don't feel any strong. I want a prediction about... right now. Give me your prediction for the kicker position. Uh, gold. <laughs> gold. All right, UJ. Uh, the XFL kid, uh, Romo, or whatever his name is. John Parker Romo. Yeah, he, he's that's my, that's my gut. Uh, I think they, I think Campbell really wants a guy you can hit the long one. I, I just feel like he's been missing that. And I think the guy is reasonably accurate too. I, maybe he's not as accurate as Badgley or whatever, but uh, I think uh, I think. Yeah. This I mean, Badgley made a fifty what six yarder for us last year. He is he can boot it, and that was easily. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's just my god. You asked me what I bad. thought. That's what I'm telling you. God damn it. What's fair enough? Fair enough. I, like, I think Badgley. Okay. Money Badger. Money Badger. That's right. <laughs> and now number five, the last one uh, is. <laughs> Roster battles. I just want to go over some important roster battles here. Mm. Um, and the first one is your guy, UJ. Logan Stenberg, do you think he makes this roster? Uh, <laughs> I must admit he's going to have a tough time this year. Uh, my new love on the on the offensive line is Colby Sorsdahl. <laughs> he just drafted this year. Oh, boy. Love this kid. He moved on. Wait, can you officially announce on this podcast here that you have moved on from Logan Stenberg? And no, on your new not love? officially. Okay. I'm not officially moving on from Logan Stenberg yet. Oh, this guy is he's he's a, been a little You're double dipping, huh? He's a little That's seasoned. Not, hey, right. he's still, they can still Cutter, both cut him it. off. It's move possible. on. It's possible. He's like the uh, Mormon he's of fans. Years behind here. Him. He's learned a lot. Uh, uh, no, I'm not selling him short here. I still think the kid is tough and has a chance. All right. Well, what did Stenberg got to do to make the roster then? I mean. He's got to pass protect, like yeah, obviously, little... yeah. He's got to be the best guy of the number of players. Yeah, that he's <laughs> gonna have to be. I mean, I can't tell you. He has learned to pass protect. It's been his bugaboo since he came in. Besides penalties, uh, he's pretty much just like a like head down, like I'm just gonna bully over type of offensive lineman with no yeah. technique. That was the knock on him. That's why he fell where he did. Besides I... leading the 
NCAA and holding penalties. I think as well. uh, I think he realizes he's in a precarious spot this year, and uh, this is Absolutely. this is probably going to be his last Better. shot to stay with the team. Not that he can't be in the NFL somewhere, but uh, yeah, I think he realizes that that he's he's got to be excellent this year to make this team. So uh, it'll be interesting yeah. to watch for sure. Do you think he makes a roster? Yes or no? I'll say yes. I'm just going to say it. Uh, yes, Red Dog. <sighs> I it's it's hard to see. Yes, there's just too much going on at the guard position between Glasgow and Big V and Sorsdal. I so mean, think, it, wait, yes or no? What you say? You think yeah. he does make it or doesn't make it? Denberg. I'm saying it's hard to imagine him making it. Like, okay, there's just okay. a lot going on. I mean, I don't know who. Uh, after the top few, I don't know much, but. I'm just going to say yes to just, I'm going to say he gets his shit together. Okay. I'm going to go. No, I think we've seen enough of him. Time to move on. (laughs) You're Uh, probably right. You know, he hasn't shown any progress in the past game, so I I just don't think he'll make it. Maybe, maybe he'll surprise me. Oh, that'd be great. If he does, Uh, I don't see it personally. Also, I don't, I'm not anointing big V the winner at right guard just yet. I I think Sorsdol is going to come and take the spot. Whoa. The rook. Even with Glasgow there too. Yeah, I would think Glasgow over him first. I mean, it could be. I don't know. I'm just making it crazy. That'd be crazy. shocking. Uh, I do think the stores has got a future. Would it be though, shocking for sure? Yes, it would. I don't know, man. Like, I was so surprised at how good freaking Jonah Jackson turned out to be. So, I don't know. These He's a third round. guards have a way of just turning out to be studs. True. True. Uh, fair enough. Uh, another he looks like one camp battle. So you have Marvin Jones, you have Jameson Williams, you have Mount Ross St. Brown, you have Josh Reynolds, Khalif Raymond. That's five wide receivers. Now, Jameson Williams, obviously suspended for the first six weeks, but out of Trinity Benson, Chase Coda, Maurice Alexander, Dylan Drummond, I Antoine Green, Tom Kennedy. Are any okay. of these wide receivers going to make the roster or are they all most likely you know, Trinity Benson, no. TK85. TK85. Kennedy, practice squad again. Yeah. Mm. Who's the, the rook? Uh, what's the rookie's name? Uh, Coda or well, Antoine, Antoine Green? Green. Antoine Green yeah. from North Carolina. Yeah. They say there could be a battle. I, I would imagine he's a practice squad guy or he's gone. Like, yeah. I, I don't I don't see. Uh, Supposedly, I don't know. he's very like close between him and the Coda kid from Oregon. So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That'll be an interesting kind of battle there those that back end of those receivers are going to be the, all the young battles. Yeah. that's going to be really interesting because one like while they're battling for that back end of like the last roster spot or two you know that's but like there's also just some really intriguing potential in that group this year there's all kinds of size speed like combinations between antoine green that chase coda kid uh i think there's a couple other ones like who knows? You might find a surprising star out of there. Maybe. I mean, that'd be great. Uh, you got to have some, at least in case of injuries or yeah. suspension. Um, so one of those guys can make it. Tom Kennedy, uh, you know, he the, the guy just keeps fight. He's a preseason warrior, <laughs> a training camp and a warrior. season producer. Um, but, I mean, he did step up on the U2 last year. Uh, he, he has his limitations uh size and weight wise but i mean he does he he usually performs when he is called upon and that's extremely valuable um 
I need to go back and look to see if he still has practice squad eligibility or not. Like, I think with the new practice squad, Z, the new practice squad, Jared Davis was still on it. Yes, but I believe he can only been practice squad for three years. Um, has he not been on for two? Yeah, he's been at least two. But he, it's not an it's not an infinite practice squad anymore. Are you sure the new practice squad I thought is supposed to function more as like an actual reserve? Like you can pay like veteran contracts and stuff to keep more quality players on it. Like Jared, uh, maybe Davis our producer will look it up while we're talking, or, uh, and I'll maybe yeah. look it up while we're talking. You might be right. Because uh, Jared be right. Davis should not have been still eligible to be on our practice squad like that deep into his career when we've had him there. Like, I like that. I think they need to keep evolving the practice squad because unlike uh, baseball where there's like a farm system, there's not really a way to like develop in the NFL other than to cling on to these practice squads. And like, but like also these seasons are so long, like the 53 man roster is just so not that big, like keeping decent veterans available and training with your team throughout the season, I think is really nice change. I absolutely and agree. Like, huh. Davis came up and actually produced for us. I was pissed when we lost him to the was it the Jets? No. Uh last year you mean? Yeah. Was it Jets or Giants? Uh, so we put him back to the practice squad and then some one of them came in and took him. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Uh, uh can't remember. Um but I think you're right, Rudd Dog. I think they I think there is uh I'm reading right here. Up to six players and no limitations on experience can be on the practice squad now. Um, up to four players who have accrued no more than two NFL seasons and any number of players who have not not accrued at least nine games in an NFL season in their career. Hmm. So Tom Kennedy would fit in the first one, uh, up to six players and no limitations on experience. There you go. Oh, uh, okay. I believe. I believe. Uh, this article is from last year. Hey, at least so, practice all right. squad guys make make a decent buck you know for the average guy out there making a living you know and what what's wrong with going to work yeah how much, how much do you think they make freaking playing how much do you think they make oh, like a hundred grand or yeah. something like that isn't it right around there players with two or less accrued seasons of experience will make eleven thousand five hundred dollars per week while veterans with more experience can negotiate a weekly pay of between fifteen thousand and nine and twenty 000. so they're making a decent Very living good. man and they're going to play yeah. football every day that's not bad. Not too bad. Well, not bad. Not bad. Getting access to all the best facilities for training. Let's yeah. go back. Let's let's get to another yeah. battle. Yeah. Um and I want to throw it to the defense side of the ball. Mm. Um, and that is the defensive line. There is a loaded defensive mm. line. There's a lot of names, and a lot of them are not gonna make the roster. Uh, <laughs> most of the back end guys. Julian Aquara, will he make the roster? This is a guy Ooh. that's been a little bit of a lightning rod because we see some flashes, um, yeah. but cannot stay healthy and hasn't really taken over a game like, say, a James Houston, for instance. No. Um, but you've brought up Julian Aquara a lot, Road Dog, in the past. I want you to go first here. Uh, do you uh, think he makes this roster? My goodness. I, I mean... I can't say with confidence that that about many of these D linemen, especially these ends. Like we have so many, it's such a crowded position. I could see him making it. I think he's got the talent. 
Um, and it looks like he's putting in the work with his brother. I, I really hope he does because I just want one damn year of the Aquara Smash Brother combo. Yeah. Come on. Can we get it, please? So, but, uh, I, I uh, just want to. Yeah. Go ahead. I want to list the ends, and you tell me, do you think he'll make it over any of these people? Hutch? Mm-hmm. No. No. Kaminsky? No. 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 Romeo, his brother? No. No. Josh Pascal? No. 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 James Houston? No. 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 Charles Harris? Maybe. Is that who he's battling with? I'm just trying to think who is he battling with. Yeah, I think and this how is where we're starting to get into his range here. Yeah, this is I mean, I mean get... the other names are Zach Morton. Uh, I don't think he's going to lose to him. Maybe he can get in over Levi if his back is still bad. Well, that Boy, is, that's a... that's one you don't know. Is that all our ends? Uh, I mean, the other defense linemen we have are Broderick Martin. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be cut. No. Benito guys? Jones, Chris Smith, Christian Covington, and Corey Durden. Yeah. Um, I, th- I thought we had more ends. Anyway, but yeah, I mean, yeah, he's going to be battling with those guys. And that's like, so how many was that before I said he might have a chance with Charles Harris? How many guys was that? Before Charles Harris, five. So it was five. Oh, no. it's five just DNs. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He has some versatility in his position, but uh, goodness, it's going to be so hard. Yeah, this this position group is so loaded. <laughs> it's fun. I think Aquara is probably the most on the bubble of the guys. Uh, I, I if Houston didn't That's have such a breakout year last year, he might be on the bubble. But I think they're going to be a little more patient with him because. Uh, you know, they want these guys to drop back in coverage occasionally, too, and do things like that. And Houston never really had that experience before where Aquara is more, you know, able to do that. But I think they're going to be very patient with Houston as he develops his game because he's he's too skilled of a pass rusher. They're not going to let yeah. this kid go. They'll, to- oh, they'll yeah. tolerate some other weaknesses to keep his pass rushing ability. So just in, in summary, though, just real quick, I think Aquara is the most on-the-bubble guy out of this group personally to me julian Julian. Uh, how many dns do we keep well some of these guys can kind of do it both things you know they can play inside outside so you know because we probably only keep what three actual three or four d tackles like uh mcneil uh bugs Bugs, um, broderick martin maybe benito jones i don't know so what, yeah. that's it's tough. So that's like, uh, I think they kept ten last year. So that's, I'm trying that's, to look. That put us to eleven if with uh, Romeo and Charles Harris. Right, which they be a might. battle, baby. It's gonna be a battle. Um, you know they've been looking for comp- so competition. They got we had it. One, two, three, four, five. The ends uh, make the roster last year. Hutch, Houston, Romeo Aquara. John Kaminsky, Josh Pascal, and then three D. I mean, well, this is for that I guess, changed because Houston got cut initially, and which is why we don't have him on his rookie contract anymore. Um, and then uh, or Pascal wasn't playing for half the season. Right. I'm just looking at what we had at the end of the season on the depth chart here. Uh, so, so yeah, I, 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 if I had to predict. Uh, yet again, I'm going to predict a cut here of Julian Acora. 
I, I don't want to put that. I don't. I'm going to say he makes it just because I don't want to. You, Jay? Yeah, that would be my prediction too. Z. And it's going to be tough, you know. Right. We're our talent level is getting a lot higher. It's going to be a lot tougher cutting people, and we're going to be cutting some good players. Definitely. Um, is there any other training camp battles you guys want to highlight? Uh, yeah, just real quick, the running back. Uh, the th- I should say the third running back, mm-hmm. which is going to be interesting. True. Uh, Reynolds, I think, is uh, probably the favorite to win the job. This kid, Abraham from uh, Minnesota. I don't know, man. Something about this kid that I, I like. Yeah. He, he's got a certain level of toughness. And uh, I could, if he has any I tread could left. Making, yeah, I could see him making a roster and being used only within the five yard line. <laughs> he is a bowling ball. Yeah. Uh, and Be I the think goal, yard, goal line merchant. Just to, yep. Just to get him on the short yardage and into the into that yeah. end zone. Similar to how they, I mean, these Jameson Williams more because he's more versatile. But um, I think this is where that guy could really shine in a role. Jameson Williams? You mean Jamal? Jamal Williams, sorry. Although I I would say that's fine, except for we just, you know, signed another guy who can do all that and David Montgomery. Well, he's he's not taking Um, Montgomery's spot. There's no way. I'm just talking. This is more like for the third running back or maybe possibly Mm -hmm. the fourth running back. You know, if we keep four. Yeah, I mean, we're definitely going to have a third and maybe a fourth. So, well, like, because, like, we might. You know, that'll be a curious thing to see if they keep like a fullback as well, like Cabinda. Yeah. Let's see. We'll see what they do with that. That'll be something to keep an eye on through camp. Um, yes, I, I think Cabinda might be gone. Because, like, that's one other thing with, with like uh, adding another, like, you know, guy who can run and block, like Sam Laporta. Like, I, with all these tight ends. I could see him maybe kind of yep. using the tight ends to fill the fullback role and keep like Zilstra and cut Cabinda or something. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more in that regard. Uh, Rudog, was there any one, any other battle you wanted to mention that we didn't get to? Um, Otherwise, no, I'll, I'll end it with this. Is there one who is just the one guy that maybe we didn't talk about yet? that you are lo- really interested in hearing about. I can start if you like. Go ahead. Go for it. Adrian Martinez, the quarterback from <laughs> Nebraska, ah. then Kansas State last year. Yeah. Oh. I think it could be a really interesting uh, guy to stuff as your third quarterback on a roster. Um, he's like very that. mobile. He finally was able to be successful at Kansas State last year. Nebraska with the Scott Frost experiment, um, he had a lot of turnovers there, but was that just where he was? Um, but I think, I think he's a very interesting camp body. Uh, I think he might be able yeah. to hang around on a practice squad and be used as like a, um, you know, a possible third string quarterback down the line, if not uh, a second string. But I think he has the potential, possibly, definitely not a starter. What if he um, beats out Sudfeld? I, well, I mean, the, the other guy we haven't talked about at all is Hennon Hooker. Um, yeah, but he's redshirting this year. Yeah. yeah if he yeah. plays at all this year, practices at all this year, there'll be like a cherry. Could he beat Sudfield? Probably not because Adrian Martinez probably has a lot to yeah. learn about operating an NFL offense. Um, so I, I'm just interested in hearing about if he shows any flashes because um, sure. I, I, I always liked him in college. I, I thought he never reached his 
full potential. He's one of the highest recruits in the country when he went to Nebraska. Um, he's a dual threat, right? Like a little bit of a real, oh yeah, yeah yep. sure. that's, that's why I'm that's why I'm excited. See, those kind of guys, you never know. I feel like sometimes yeah. those guys just have an ability to come into like that next level, and they just get it. Those kind of like yeah. dual threat or you know running gun and. Yeah, but I, I agree with you. Z. You did, did you have anybody? I mean, I agree with you on that uh, Martinez one. Uh, I I kind of oh. like that draft pick too. It it kind of surprised me a little when they when they undraft. Undraft. I'm sorry, but when they signed him and I started looking him up, uh, I go, yeah, this this kid's got the tools, man. So, you know, they saw something there, and uh, yeah, I I could see this kid being around, and uh, who knows, you know, stranger things have happened. But uh, yeah, well, very interesting uh, uh, prospect for sure. Uh, but I, I just want to mention one thing before we go, because, you know, we talk about players all the time. Like, that's all we do is talk about the players. Let's talk about some important things, too, that are about the players. One is they're not wearing black in the uniforms this year. Thank God. And I just want to bring that out. Not there. this year. Not this year. or ho- Maybe next and year. And hopefully not next year, too. But Because uh, next year is when they redo the uniforms. Right. So. But this year, we do have the special helmets for two games, this brand-new helmet. And it's pretty pretty badass looking helmet uh, with the, the blue cool. helmet with the old logo from the like the early sixties. And uh, I just don't say wear it with blue uniforms. No, nah, they're gonna wear it with the pajamas, unfortunately. But I hope they get rid the of those. Gray, too, I thought, yeah, that looks terrible. But uh, the helmet is cool. It's pretty badass. Uh, it is. I, I don't know if you saw it, but uh, I'm sure everyone's seen it. But I just wanted to bring that up because uh, you know, I mean, these are the guys we look at. And, I agree. The uniforms kind of mean something. <laughs> yeah. I don't sure? think it look that bad with the gray, the silver. Uh, oh, fine. But I just don't understand. This is growing on me a little bit, to be It's honest. like the same yeah. thing with the color rush. It just makes no sense why gray is our color I just rush. never liked those grays. Yeah. I know we played some good games like, in them, but I think... UJ, you blue, have a jersey. A you have a gray. color yeah, rush. I would didn't so buy it, though. Sick. Someone gave it to me. Oh, but do you wear it? You wear with it. blue uniform and blue pants who look so yeah, good. We're not gray. Um, we're, I mean, we're silver, but... I mean, we're not, we're not silver. black. We're I mean, definitely not black. Like, silver uniform. Blue with silver accents. That's what the way to go. Anyways, the I'm going to pick up with the question. My answer to your question <laughs> okay. here. Um, go for it. Then we'll wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, you did mention his name in passing, but uh, I I think this is his like his camp could be could mean a lot to us potentially if he's put things together, and that's Levi on Zarike. Mm. Um, like. If he gets healthy and gets through camp and and is able to actually develop for us, like our defensive line talent could be just re- that much more ridiculous. Like, Definitely. I don't think anyone's really accounting for him. Like, he's just that guy you every once in a while remember he's been injured. Like, but like his physical gifts coming out were some of you know were pretty spectacular. So like, if we can get him this year back fully healthy and participating that could be just huge so i'm looking for him to have a big camp and actually get back on this team and and maybe revitalize his career absolutely well all right, all right. i love it now there's one more thing i want to ask at the i, I want to say for the end because i mean we've wrapped up the topics but uj i had a question for you actually okay. since i have my three month old and rud dog here your son <laughs> um you know i i i i, I like play with him and stuff like that and i've been showing him like my lion's head saying go lions go on you know i'm trying to ingrain it into his head yeah. like you know, yeah. one one to start rooting for his lion one positive experiences um how but i want to know what was the moment that you realized maybe it was always going to be that bubble but like we know some of our other 
family members. Like they are a fan of one team, but then their child ends up being a fan of a different team. So I want to know what the moment you knew Rudd Dog was a Lions fan. What was the first moment? Oh, I never doubted it ever. That just, and here's the funny thing too, Z. (laughs) Like, like if you really look at it, I was the first Lions fan in our family. And then somehow just spawned into this huge, I'm not claiming credit for it, mind you, but it just, it's just weird how this family uh, it, uh, became Lions fans. It, it's awesome. <laughs> but, but I never really push it on anybody. I just love them. I just really love them. I, I love this team. I've always loved this team since I was like five years old, first watching football. I Lamp remember you for telling Lamp me Barney, my idol. I didn't. But uh, I don't know. I, I don't think I ever had. Was that run, Doug? I never had to push it on you, did I? I don't he think says I says you didn't push it on me, but I, I require not being able to eat dinner if I didn't say go lion. Hey, come on. You just came onto it naturally and uh, it's just good. Well, I'm battling for the soul of my child in this regard because my wife is a Packers Well, that, fan, that so. is a, a unique situation, Z, and you have to win yes. this. Yeah. This, this is a battle that must be won. It, it cannot be lost. Yeah, no, that's no mercy. <laughs> so, yeah, yes. it's no mercy. So far, I think it's trending blue, but, uh, All right. you know, we'll, we'll get, we'll give a monthly update in that regard. Well, you know, you have other people behind you on this one, so we can, we can do some, yeah, we yes. can do some interventions. I know, I know. And stuff. I we know what interventions it. are about. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Great place to end the podcast. Right. We are back. Uh, training camp is heating up, baby. It's heating up, and we are also heating up on this podcast for another great year, another great epic Super Bowl season of Detroit Lions football. Can't wait for it all. We want to thank everybody for listening. Apple, Spotify, Rooter Good Podcast. Please download, please subscribe, please leave a review. Greatly appreciate that. On sidelinereport.com, they have updated the website. Um, our podcast is up on the top right where it says podcast. You click on that, and it will have a link to our Spotify feed um but if you already have spotify or apple just you know subscribe right there no need to do the workaround um and thank it on social media instagram at drinking the blue kool-aid twitter at drinking lions follow us on there let us know your thoughts about the training camp battles what are you looking for love to hear from you there and we also want to thank our producer kj Not bad. Yeah, Not a bad better. for being off for a few weeks right there. Yeah, good. <laughs> Not bad at all. And we, of course, want to thank you, the listeners. Yes. We greatly mm. appreciate you. And we are going to all be appreciating each other a lot more this season as we grow this podcast and as this Detroit Lions team grows into an inevitable <laughs> Super Bowl <laughs> champion. Yes. Get excited, folks. Get yeah. excited. Yes. And we appreciate y'all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So we want to thank everybody for listening. And we will see you next week talking about the beginning of training camp. And last but not least, as always, go. 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 Forward down the field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain 
Alliance Victory! Go! Go. Go.